I'm Jay. <laughs> and I'm Shaw. And this is show 13. Is it? Of St. Anne Podcast. Uh, this is 13. This is 13. This doesn't bode well for us, Jay, if you're into Why? those things. We've talked about numbers before on the podcast. Numbers, right? mumbers. That's what I've said ever since I was in math class <laughs> and arithmetic and school okay so um, number schmumbers yep <laughs> jay's new tagline cool <laughs> that's right anyway um thank you for uh joining we do have a facebook we have a twitter uh our twitter facebook. it's not facebook our Twitter is twitter.com slash stan, S-T-A-N-N-P-V. And our Facebook is, well, we're out there. and uh, Look for our smiling faces. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's get into it. This is so exciting. Yeah. Jay's favorite section ever. The Pope Tweet. Pope Tweet. The most recent Pope tweet. A society which abandons children and the elderly severs its roots and darkens its future. Cool. That is so true because it. I feel humans by nature are selfish. Mm-hmm. And we always look out for ourselves and for... Um, how am I gonna? I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat. I need shelter. I'm, I'm sick. I'm I'm not feeling well. I'm overworked. I'm not worked enough. You know, it's it's always focused on the me. Now, what this does, especially since I mean, elderly and children, they're not always capable of doing the self analysis and and getting the help they need and and basic levels. I I don't know. I think it's a, a very caring. Uh, tweet and kind of threatening <laughs> like it's yeah. not it's not a happy tweet that i would you know retweet or you know just <laughs> at the same time, smile at but i love it because i mean popes have different personalities and maybe different charisms and you know pope francis has had a has a real love and a real ardent desire to help point the church towards the poor right and helping them Whereas other popes have, you know, focused more on really refining the theology of the church or really focusing on um, moral issues. And um, the church has always been about, you know, like we need to fight for those who have no voice. And I love the phrase that we're, we're sort of looking out for human dignity from womb to tomb, as in we're fighting for those children in the womb or even young children, right, that maybe be lost by abortion or all the way into the tomb to, you know, church's heart against euthanasia and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Very, hope. very, very. Well, that was, that's a good one. I'm going to put a smile on my face. <laughs> I'm going to take the lesson and let's go forward. Yes. Keep it on with the Pope. Uh, today for us, May 7th, he, had, we talked about it a couple weeks back, his Wednesday audiences. He just, um, if you ever happen to be in, St. Peter's Square on a Wednesday. Uh, go and listen to the Pope talk. It's awesome. He just goes, and whatever, whatever pilgrims are in the area, um, he'll give a little teaching to. And this is what he said today. Dear brothers and sisters, in our continuing catechesis on the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, we now turn to the gift of counsel. Through this gift, God enlightens our hearts and directs our thoughts, words, and actions in accordance with his saving will. 
by leading us to Jesus, and through him to the Father, the Holy Spirit guides us in our daily interaction with others and enables us to make right decisions in the light of faith. Through the gift of counsel, we also grow in the virtue of prudence, learning to overcome our self-centeredness and to see all things with the eyes of Christ. The gift of counsel, like all spiritual gifts, needs to be cultivated through prayer, by which we become attuned to the voice of the Spirit and conform to the heart of Christ. Nor does this gift enrich us as individuals alone. The Spirit also counsels us through the lives and experiences of our brothers and sisters in the church. Today, as we give thanks for the gift of counsel, let us seek to support one another along the path of faith as we seek to be ever more docile to the working of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Wow. Pope Francis. Hmm. That was good. Now, let's let's dissect this. And just for the, you know, first noobs out there that are like, huh, counsel. What do you think he means by counsel? So, of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, which is awesome that he's talking about this, right? Because when the season of Easter and we're the next sort of big feast day that we're coming up in the Catholic Church is the Feast of Pentecost, which is the descent of the Holy Spirit on the apostles after Christ rises from the dead. And it's really sort of the birth of the Catholic Church. This is when the apostles are no longer sitting up there in the upper room scared and not knowing what to do. It's like, hey, shoot, like Jesus is dead. Now what are we supposed to do, right? So they receive the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And this is perfect for this. There's other gifts, but he's focusing here on, and I'm sure he, his other Wednesday audiences, he's talking about these other ones, but the gift of counsel in making decisions and going out into the world to preach the gospel. Um, how do we ask the Holy Spirit for guidance in that and, and counsel in those decisions? Um, so really cool. And he said, well, this needs to be cultivated through prayer and to align your heart with Christ's heart. Um, so he sort of, I think it's cool, he's kind of given all these little teachings on, so what does the Holy Spirit do, right, in our lives, even still today, as we lead up here to Pentecost, to focus on that. So, yeah. Hmm. Very good. All right. Well, thank you. Um, this is very exciting, and, and I've been kind of hinting at this subject for a while, but... I don't want to shock anybody, but today is, well, this year is 2014. Mm. I know. In this year, apps are everywhere. Everybody has a smartphone. Everybody has a tablet. Um, Apps drive us. They are great information sources. For those who may not have a smartphone or a tab, um, there are applications, apps is short for applications, that you can download um, onto your device, and they perform different tasks. You know, some are all-inclusive and are games and whatever, but our, our, in particular, we're going to be talking, and I think it's exciting, about Catholic apps yeah. out there. Odds are, since this is a podcast, <laughs> you have to be semi-technology <laughs> driven, you know what a app is so let's get right into it my all-time favorite number one catholic app is called iMissile yeah and what iMissile is um it's an app that contains the missile obviously uh it also contains prayers and what's really nice is it has calendar mode so you can click on the calendar 
you can click on the readings and it will show you what the readings are and then you can even hit play and it will have a voice read it to you if you're not able to read yourself or say somebody's you're of the age where eyesight's kind of fleeting especially on a little iphone or something it's hard oh, to yeah, read I, it's so <laughs> tiny but uh it was kind of funny uh i decided you know i am so into this app i'm gonna take it to, to mass and so while everybody else is reaching uh for the books right in front of them i pull out my Jay's tablet tweeting and everybody's like oh <laughs> this guy i can't believe the nerve that he brings out his tablet in church and and only do they or if only they knew i had the missile reading right in front of me so it's a it's kind of a really neat thing and and i would recommend it i missile yeah. and it's available for both android and iPhone. Very cool. Yeah. Um, another one very similar to that. I don't use iMissile, but I think, uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, it's Latin, and I'm, my pronunciation is rusty. I don't know Latin. Laudate uh, is another app that's very similar to that. It has all the readings in there, but it also has the Divine Office, so the, all the different prayers throughout the day, morning prayer, evening prayer, night prayer, all that's in there, and just a bunch of other awesome Catholic prayers and sort of guide you through all that, too. Um, so it's a lot of information, but if you want the slim down version, it's great just to have like a specialized version. Um, but an app that I just got recently, which I think is really cool and awesome for those of us that are just on the go, it's called Inner Monk, which is really cool. It's by a, it's actually put out by a bunch of Benedictine monks from the Saint Minrad Arch Abbey, and I don't remember what the Saint Minrad Abbey is, uh, but they have morning prayer and afternoon prayer on here. And it's super, super simple. You click the morning prayer button in the morning, and it's like a two-sentence prayer on, help me to focus on this today, Jesus. And then afternoon prayer is the same sort of thing. Two sentence on just, this is what I should be focusing on right now. And it gives you this little graph at the bottom. Jay, if you can see that. Ooh, just this little it is like graph, nice And it graph. starts to tell you, like, hey, you've prayed two out of the five days this week like prayer your games yeah and it gives you little states like make like oh it's kind of a cool visual like this is what i've actually been praying and all these are the days i missed or whatever i mean obviously i'm praying more than just using this app hopefully but <laughs> and then there's extras in there there's the reading there's the whole rule of saint benedict uh which is awesome they have, provide all that in there for you too um anyway so just kind of a cool prompting morning and afternoon prayer so yeah very inner cool. monk inner monk download it now the vatican yeah they, they either hired web developers. Personally, I hope Pope Francis learned some code. <laughs> and created. he knows a lot of languages. I'm sure know. he knows HTML5. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, there's an app called the Pope App. Yeah. And it's really well designed, and it features one thing, and that is Pope news. And it does it really well. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend going out, checking out the Pope app. And it's free, folks. So you're not going to be hurting the bank. What I thought was crazy surprise, and I mean, we think like the church moves slow on a lot of things. And people, I think, sometimes get frustrated about that. Like, oh, why hasn't the church said anything about this, that, or the other thing? But it's the great wisdom of the church that can analyze the whole situation and slowly move into a field. And there's a great wisdom to that. Um, 
so I think it's very surprising that the Vatican has actually released. I couldn't find all of them, but there's at least six or seven apps that the Vatican alone has put out, which is, I just kind of blew my mind with that, especially when I heard a couple years back, there was the Pope appointed a new office. There's all these different offices in the church. So a new office of the Vatican, and it's something called like digital communications, the internet office. And I was reading an interview with a priest who was heading up this this office, and he said, yep, we just set up our new offices, and for the first week, we didn't have internet. It's like, whoa. So, like, the Vatican is super slow. We have an internet office that doesn't have the internet. <laughs> wow. Anyway, just thought it was funny. That is funny. <laughs> so other cool Vatican apps. They have this va- app called released that's called Missio, and it's specifically for the missionary branch of the church. Uh, the Pope actually was the first person... Um, to unlock this to the world and he gave his official blessing to this app to go out to all missionaries around the world in hopes that it would get the gospel in the pocket of every young person so uh, really cool just this past couple of weeks we had the you know the canonization of john the 23rd and john paul ii Mm -hmm. and the vatican just before those canonization masses they released an app for both of those saints which is really cool. so you can go download john the 23rd john paul ii apps from the vatican and they'll give you a cool little synopsis on their life the miracles all that kind of stuff so wow yeah and they're actually well designed and they're not archaic which sometimes happens in <laughs> sometimes in the christian in catholic these, app world yes, it is sad but uh and one last one that was really new just the past couple of days the vatican's website which god bless them, needs a lot of work. It's really outdated. Uh, but they've just released, they sort of tweaked that a lot, uh, for better or for worse, and released an app uh, counterpart to that. And it, I think it still needs a lot of help. But it's really cool in that, so it has all the cool history and all the writings of the popes on the Vatican.va app. Mm-hmm. But there's also, they put in this little GPS feature. So when you're in Rome, there's a little GPS feature to help pilgrims. So you go to Rome, you use their little app, and it'll help you find your way around the cool spots in Rome where this martyr is buried or... Really? So it was like, wow, that's, that's kind of a cool huh. thing. That's way cool. So there you go. That was just released this last week, I think. So. Huh. Good to know. Um, one thing I would like to add, this is not tablet or phone related, rather e-reader. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm big into the the Kindle electronic books. Um, it's awesome. Anyway, um, I recently downloaded the um, RSV, which is uh, it's the Bible, uh, the the reviewed standard version, I believe. RSV revised. Revised. Sorry. Yes, my. <laughs> My acronyms are not really up to speed. But I will say, having the Bible in a digital format on a tablet, or it's not really a tablet, but in the e-reader, it's phenomenal. You can do searches. You can instantly jump to whatever story or verse that you might be wanting to read. And I would, I highly recommend it. It's, it's, It's a good experience and um i don't know it, whatever brings you closer to the word i guess yeah so um yes so this is fun uh, we should bring back like a little digital section the, every time I the think. digital corner yes yes <laughs> before we leave this we talked about a bunch of cool apps the get get your bible on get your bible on 
but mm-hmm. get it on on your ebook. You can also get like the Kindle app for your phone or your tablet as well. Um, but the Catholic Church is really starting to embrace new media, and you should just. This is completely off topic, but kind of it's in the digital realm. Check out the website called Strange Notions. It's put out by Father Baron, who okay. we've talked about before, and who's awesome, fantastic. The Catholicism series, mm-hmm. and he has his sort of. I don't know, corporation, I guess, called Word on Fire, hires a lot of young, great techie Catholics and to work for him to put out all this great content. But strangenotions.com is a site designed for an honest discussion on science uh, and the faith, specifically trying to engage atheists and agnostics. Um, so it's just really great content on there about huh. people that are really struggling with just the bare minimum belief with God and how did everything start, Big Bang, all that kind of stuff. But it's just a beautifully designed site. So many times we have these Catholic or Christian sites that are just, wow, geez, that was built on Alta Vista way back in the day or whatever <laughs> and hasn't been updated, right? But this is just beautiful. Um, so hop on there, and it's even great reading for those well-versed in the faith anyway. Very good. Well, digital no. corner. <laughs> anyway, um, we should totally get for an intro sound like an old modem dialing on. Yes. And <laughs> done. That'd be awesome. Done. Do that. Okay. Work that into the beginning and the end of that section, Jay. Yes, sir. Okay. Anyway, um, the bulletin. We have an announcement that. Um, I believe Shaw has. Yes, I do, Jay. Pin down. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, so there's lots of great stuff in the bulletin. Please pick it up, read it. There's great stuff going around in the diocese, whether it's the day of prayer for vocations, natural family planning classes, lots of great stuff. But something that's really cool that we offer here at St. Anne, Andrew Lynch, who we've had on the podcast before, um, is he's done this in the years past. But if you or someone you know has never received confirmation, so you've received other sacraments of the church and baptism and you've received your first communion, but you haven't been confirmed, especially as we're moving up to Pentecost here, if you haven't received the gifts of the Holy Spirit yet, um, he's offering, starting on May 19th, a crash course in the faith and on confirmation. So there's going to be three sessions. That's Monday, May 19th at 6.30, three consecutive sessions there. And after those three sessions, you can be confirmed um, if, you hey. ha- if you've had your other sacraments of initiation. And you're going to be confirmed on Pentecost Sunday by the Archbishop. So wow. pretty cool. If you know of anyone that hasn't, we actually have a, some kids in youth group who, I've, who I'm thinking of who kind of dropped by the wayside, I think, by our School of Religion program. And that, you know, I've gone through the other sacraments that kind of left the church a little bit, but are starting to come back and still haven't mm-hmm. been confirmed. So I'm like, oh, i got to get these kids in this program. Sure. Um, so if you know of anyone... Get him in the program. Um, check That's out the bulletin nice. for more details. Yeah. So there you go. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Now we want to prepare you for next Sunday's readings. <laughs> it's good to, you know, plan ahead and know what you're going to be hearing and just it. And so our good friend Shah has the readings right in front of him. Go ahead, Shah. Yes. So read them, prepare for them, especially as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, moving into that, ask the Holy Spirit to sort of open your mind and to show you what Christ is trying to teach you uh, specifically in your life. Lexio Divina, we talked about the Benedictines and their app earlier, uh, that you do this all the time. So prepare with Scripture and be ready for Mass. 
the first reading from the New Testament again, because we're in the Easter season, from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Reading from the Psalms, chapter 33, verses 1 through 2, 4 through 5, and 18 through 19. And then again from the New Testament, our second reading is 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. And finally, our gospel reading, which we're going to read for you, is from John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that, it, that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you myself, that where I am you may also be. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. Henceforth you know him and have seen me. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we shall be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you do not know me, Philip? Have you, he who has seen me, has seen the Father? How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. Wow. Thank you. That was... That was a good reading. Wow, good job. Um, anyway, uh, that pretty much wraps up the show. Show 13? Show 13. There's one thing that I did kind of want to talk about. Yeah. I know people in our community know Shaw as the youth group leader. And um, I help out during this youth group. And we could do a quick update Mm-hmm. on um, what we've been doing in youth group. Yeah. Uh, today was awesome. It was hot dogs. And there's a new game called John Ball. John Ball. Which is played with... Um, I mean, it's a larger ball. It's hard to describe, but it, it it's, it's a lot lighter and softer. And you get it at the toy section of uh, Walmart or it's Target. It's not heavy like a Dodge. It's not, it's no, lighter. it's a lighter. But you play, everybody who's playing it has bats. And uh, the object's to hit the ball into somebody else. It's like dodgeball meets polo, kind of. Really? <laughs> yes, it is. So, you know, it was a lot of fun. But um, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, so we're doing that. And I spend time talking with different youth. And hopefully soon, high schoolers are... They're just all over the place. They're scattered, right? Their lives are crazy and an upheaval. But soon we're going to nail one down and have him on the show or her on the show. Um, but I was meeting with a youth the other day, and I'll keep him anonymous. Maybe he'll want to tell his story a little bit. Um, but specifically the outreach section that uh, Jay helps me with, um, just 
meeting with youth that aren't necessarily members of the parish, uh, but are members of our parish community and our boundaries. Like canonically, we're called to serve them and to evangelize them. We've talked about evangelization a lot and to share Christ with them. Um, and that starts with youth group. And I always refer to it as like the theology of hanging out, right? Like Pope John Paul II had the theology of the body and that there can be a theology to the human body, right? And I think that there can be a theology just to hanging out. And so befriending and building up a a community of caring with teens is important. And that breaks down the boundaries and allows me then to later uh, get deeper with that kid, um, with that teen. Um, So I was talking recently with one of these uh, kids who's been in the program for quite a while. um, And he's had his up and downs in life, as we all have, especially at that age. Um, And he's had dealings with just everything, you know, spent a lot of time with drugs. And that was uh, a tough time in his life. And he stopped coming around youth group as often then. Um, But recently I was talking with him and he's just in a great place. And he's really positive about life, really happy, despite still some just cruddy situations that he has going on. And he said, Shaw, you know, like, I've really come to a good place with Jesus, and I know that I believe in him and what he did for me. And he said, you know, Jesus died on the cross for me. How can I not stay clean for him? I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is what we're trying to do, right? I mean, there's so many times when you work with teenagers and with youth, we kind of like, oh, we're planting seeds, right? Hopefully that we kind of make a little chink in the hardened heart and somewhere down the road that little grace seed will sprout later in life and hopefully, you know, they live a good life and can turn around a little bit and sort of see the light of Christ. Uh, and that's what you pray for. But it's really awesome to see it happen in real time. And I'm like, oh, maybe when they're 30, this means something to them. But, like, <laughs> it's cool to see it in the here and now. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, just one little story of the past uh, recent time here. So yes. anyway, anyway, yeah. Youth good. group thank, update. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But um, okay. Well, that is everything for show thirteen. Yeah. Uh, until next. There is no show thirteen, Jay. Like, there's no thirteenth floor, right? I think you're crazy. <laughs> until next time, everybody. I'm Jay, and I'm Shaw. God bless, and I hope you had a very happy Mother's Day. <laughs>